Hey, hey, welcome to the Dwayne and Jennifer show slash podcast. I was trying to um, lip sync with you. <laughs> Didn't work. Hey, we're going to be continuing our conversation on money. I think you're going to find some interesting content. Stick around. We're going to be shooting some pearls, folks. All right, Jennifer, last week we discussed the topic of uh, money. Money, 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 Gennaro. So, kind of came to the conclusion that the pursuit of riches, you know, using two different words, but it's challenging because within the scriptures, both words are used in different contexts. So, mm-hmm. but riches being that the love, the trust in money, the love of money, and the pursuit of money, mm-hmm. as opposed to seeking wealth, God. Oh. And pursuing God, and in that having an understanding of growing wealth. So I was, I was right. Ish. Oh Ish. come on, man! Ish. Come on, man! No, we're you're kind of there. Not it really, is. But. I mean, I know we're getting into something, but it is shocking the Book of Proverbs how much it talks about money and and resources and, and resources yeah. and living leaving an inheritance for your children's children Being and wise. all of that. It's yep. like. It's it, you understand why there's the full counsel of God that it's important to look at everything because it's so easy to take things out of context and make, and miss whole concepts because you did only a micro peek at something that was half a phrase. Yes, and we've done that. Yes, and it's just I think for me as I'm maturing and growing. I mean, I know it's an interesting statement seeing I'm 54 years old, but as I am growing in some of these mm-hmm. things, um, <clears throat> you know, your, your wrong thinking sometimes gets exposed or mm-hmm. the wrong way you've read a verse and then applied a verse and yeah. you miss the point of the verse because of maybe wrong thinking or mm-hmm. how you approach the verse. So mm-hmm. we exposed a little bit of that last week. And so... Um, we're going to start off, if uh, if you've got your Bibles and you want to turn, no, I'm kidding, you don't, you, turn if you want. If you're but, in the car, don't turn, people. But we've been really blessed um, to have some relationships with some Messianic believers, and so what we mean by the term Messianic is they are born, born into a Jewish home, they're Jewish, um, and then so that the Jewish culture is very much formed and shaped them, and then in their journey of more kind of orthodox Judaism, they have found Jesus as being the Messiah. And so that term messianic uh, congregation is that's, they've now found Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so they've now kind of uh, would approach the scripture differently because of the revelation of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we've had just, you know, an amazing couple that we got to know. And it was just, we spent about two years um, with them in, in fairly close relationship and just asking them questions and just them rubbing off on us has mm-hmm. really kind of opened up my view on the topic of resources. And yeah. so I'm going to read this couple of verses here and then we're going to talk, discuss. We're just going to talk. We're going to open tea. up. We're I got tea, up. you got coffee, we got some water. We're going there, aren't we, So Pastor? if we're going to open our Bibles, please do it to the chapter of 12 of the book of Genesis, Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, so this is now before his promises, but his now, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land I will show you. So that is a pretty in, 
dramatic um, to leave your fathers. So get out of the sphere of your father. It's a mm-hmm. big deal, this statement. It is. And then there's, he's what he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. And so there's purpose and promise over Abram. And his name then became Abraham. And he says, I will bless you. And so I, I just think it's an, an interesting statement that I'm going to make you a great nation. Mm-hmm. And then the next promise is, or the next statement is, there's going to be, I'm going to bless you. And, and then make your name great. And then the fourth statement in verse two is, and you shall be a blessing. So in the, in the promise over Abram's life, I'm going, I have purpose for you and I will make you a great nation. The next, next phrase, I will bless you. The third phrase and make your name great. Fourth phrase and you shall be a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I really, um, it's fascinating to me that Abram received that. He understood that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he walked with that understanding. I have a call on my life to be a father of a nation mm-hmm. and there will be a blessing on my life mm-hmm. and that God is going to make my name great. And then the purpose is that I will bl- be a blessing. And, and so in our relationship now, 8,000 years or whatever the difference is later, mm-hmm. not quite 8,000, but yeah, eight, thousands of years later, we are building relationship with a, a Jewish couple. They're about 10 years older than us. And this was their paradigm, that God has blessed us. And the purpose of this blessing is so that we can bless others. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just like, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so their, their starting point is you have to position yourself and think properly, correctly to receive from God blessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, you know, pushes all sorts of buttons in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because the word prosperity, the prosperity gospel, that we have a strong reaction. We yes. do not want that. A very strong reaction. And so I have had a very strong reaction and really gone to the other end of the of the pendulum uh-huh. of the spectrum because I do not want to have covetousness in my heart. And I think at the very center of those that preach that, what we'd say, the prosperity gospel, I think at the very heart of it, it's actually covetousness mm-hmm. because they've understood a principle that if you give, God will give back to you. Mm-hmm. But at the, the motivation is they want more. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the problem, I think, with that. Their, mm-hmm. their love of things, and, and I'm just, that's a very generalized statement. And I'm not. And, sp- and you don't even have people in your head when yes, you're saying it's this. Just, These are general statements. Absolutely. We're not calling out individuals right now. 100%. And then, so the word prosperity has got perverted. Yeah, yeah. I think because God. Because it's misuse. It's misuse. But in its original form. That. Israel was called to be prosperous. Yes. And we're going to see a little bit later that, that was, there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Let me just interject something quickly. I remember. Correct. Okay, no, you're so far so good. I, because along these same lines, I had a conversation with a man who's Jewish, was raised secular Jew, but his family's from Spain. 
And so when he's going off to college, his dad says, son, we're Jewish, means we're blessed to be a blessing. That means you have to make money because we are called to make money and to give money. That's what it means. And so the, no, no God really perspective, just the Jewish line, this is what we do. And that was his perspective. That was his advice to his son when he went off to go to college. I mean, it's fascinating. So it runs deep. It runs deep. The yes. idea that a, a, so a secular Jew, meaning not faith in Christ, but Jewish. Or not really. Uh, faith in God. No, or not really Orthodox, period. They weren't even Orthodox. No, no, no. Just, they were Jewish. They, they knew that and they knew a few verses. It wasn't like this. Uh, it wasn't a faith that they But it owned. was an understanding. Yes. It was more cultural for them. But I, I think it's an interesting paradigm. Yeah. Now, there's, in my opinion, there's lots of ditches or ways For you could sure. get off in some of this. But if you don't believe that God is called to bless you, then I don't believe you can be a blessing financially. Mm. And so I think one way that the body of Christ has interpreted this is, well, I'm going to receive it in spiritual things and in eternity. Mm-hmm. So I've got Which richness, is also true. richness in my relationship with Christ, yep. richness, richness in communing with the Trinity. I, I can find truth in the Bible. All of that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. We've been blessed with eternal life. Right. That is, you know, so, but I truly also believe, and I'm really now beginning to be have strong convictions that there is to be a blessing on us in our resources. Mm-hmm. Um and and you you might disagree with me on this and that's okay but i'm beginning to see that if i do things god's way there's reward over 70% of the commands in the scriptures are reward based mm-hmm. if you do this you will receive a blessing from the lord what we can't tell you is the timing we can tell you the principle, which yeah, is what you stated, 100%. but we can't tell you the timing. Yes, 100%. So that's the critical piece where people give up a little early Yes, because they're doing things God's way and they're not seeing the impact. And sometimes the Lord's going, you know what I'm going to do until I bring that increase? I'm going to teach you faithfulness in this season. Sure. There's always something to be learned when you're walking by the principles of and God. And money is so, I think this, it's so powerful and so um, because of your views on money, God will often use your your lack of money to educate and teach you several things. Uh, our case, <laughs> totally. But I but I believe that it is there is a a blessing when we do things God's way, and it gets confusing mm-hmm. because then we don't understand the grace of of the gospel and the grace that was given to us and the free gift of salvation. Right. And so I'm just right. going to re- just say this real clearly. So good, Dwayne. A gift of eternal life has been given to everyone who puts their faith in Christ. You don't deserve it and you can't earn it. Right. So now that I have been received this gift, I do believe there's a responsibility with a heart posture to walk out his commands. Mm -hmm. And so it is not a place of winning or earning. It's a place of obedience to God's commands. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not doing this um, so I can be better it's I'm doing this because God says it and I'm being obedient to the word and in that maturity will come. Yes. Good. Okay. So I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I, I think it's just, um, 
in verse three, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That's okay. So it's sort of like, whoa, what, what was yeah. going through his mind as he received this? Because he was, I mean, he's still, he's still finite. So yeah. he doesn't even fully, fully, fully get it. And we have the advantage of thousands of years later reading it and going, whoa, that played out. Yes. And so, and but it's still, to play out. in yeah. continuing to, stay, to play out, but still yeah. that would have been like, whoa. Yes. Like the awe of God must have filled the space. You know what I, mean? I mean, it had to have. It's, it's a powerful understanding, the covenant. So this is what we call the Abrahamic covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, and it flushes itself out. Um, and so let's quickly go over to, um, now, uh, if you want to jump with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. To, excuse me, Deuteronomy chapter 28. 28, okay. Deuteronomy Sorry, I'm in chapter 25. Don't know how that happened. Oh, um, boy. So um, if you want an interesting chapter, read chapter 27. Um, it's For funsies? Like chapter 27 is heavy. Um, it's just actually, it's full of curses. And and so if you, if you do this, if you sin, basically the weight of sin is on your life in verse, in chapter 27. Chapter 28 there is this posture. Now it shall come to pass, verse one, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his commands, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you uh, set you high above all nations of the earth. Verse two, and all the, these blessings shall come upon you, overtake you, mm. because you obey the, verse of, the voice of the Lord your God. That's powerful. So... Um, you know, we I've shared this in our in our in our church, and there was a little bit of just uncomfortableness with with understanding the new covenant, the in the in the Old Testament scriptures, and and so the way I view, um, for those of you that care, the way I view is there was basically five covenants that God has made with human beings. So we have the first one was Noah, the second one's Abraham. The third one is with Moses. The fourth one is with David, King David. And then the fifth one is what we call the New Covenant. So there's two different camps, basically. The New Covenant, um, one camp would say the New Covenant has just removed, and now we all that we have is with God is a New Covenant. And then there would be others who would say all of these exist, and the fifth one was an addition. So but these four actually still exist. And so depends on where you would fall is depends on actually how I think you read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And the way that I strongly believe with conviction on this is that all of the covenants with God has made are still in place. And so the covenants with Israel, the covenant with King David, the fullness of the covenant with King David is still yet to be accomplished Mm -hmm. in Christ when he returns. So that's an important perspective. So when I read this, um, I see the blessing over Israel. Mm-hmm. And, and um, he goes on, verse 3, Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the country, the fruit of your body, verse 4, your baskets, your kneading bowls. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. The Lord command, listen to verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. 
So verse um, nine, establish you as a holy people to himself. Mm. I think out of this chapter, this is the one phrase that is spiritual in nature. All of the other ones, the blessings seem to be resource in nature. Um, Here's verse 10, no. So when all of these blessings come upon you because you've obeyed, then, verse 10, all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by my name, the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. Hmm. And so the marker that God was with Israel was actually prosperity. Interesting, isn't it? And a blessing was resting on that nation. So they were aware their God is with them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we got to be careful. We got to, God's on with them. Uh-huh. And so it, and so um, as I've just, I've really been leaning in on this, seeking to get understanding on this. And for me, there is this mark of blessing uh-huh. and, and i.e. prosperity in your resources that comes upon a person when they are obedient to God. And and so I want to emphasize obedient, yeah, as opposed to tinkering around with the commands, mm-hmm. the the disciplines mm-hmm. of the Lord, or mm-hmm. obedient to the disciplines of the Lord. There's mm-hmm. a, to me, a real marking difference there. Right. Look, if I could just interject something, please do. Um, because again, when we talk, we don't know who's listening. We don't know what you're hearing. And so it's a one-sided conversation. And so sometimes I go, ooh, I think someone may have heard da 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 And so what I want to state clearly, what we're not saying is that you, if you have financial struggle right now, it's your fault and therefore God is not with you. We are not saying that. Clearly. Clearly not saying that. And so, and you don't, a a person doesn't have a right to say that. We don't see the full scope. And so some of the prosperity messaging, again, I have no faces or names in my head, is, hey, brother, what have you done? What sin is in your life that you're not prospering in X, Y, and Z areas? You don't know the full story of that person. 100%. Just stay out of it. And in fact, give them money. Um, so just be really careful in drawing conclusions about people's lives when we're saying this is what God says. Don't apply the opposite because when we think about pruning, a, a, tr- a tree that's pruned looks like it doesn't have fruit. 100%. But it does. It will. And, and it's so, been fruitful. That's why it's being pruned. Right. Yep. So... Please be careful when you're looking at people. Be kind, be compassionate, be generous. Be be ones that give and help lift burdens off the oppressed and not gloat and then count your money in front of them and say, God's with me, not with you. That's not okay. Because for me, a huge example of this is actually um, Job, the book of Job. Exactly, exactly. So Job was a righteous man. Yes, and he walked in righteousness and he had he had prosperity but there was a a journey god said i'm going to allow you to go on mm-hmm. and he ends up disease ridden family's gone and all of his money's gone mm-hmm. and he sits in a ash heap yeah and so if you looked at him and brought what i just said at that moment of his life right as his friends did, you've done something wrong Yep. because you've ended up here. Mm-hmm. So that's where um, 
A plus, you know, one plus one equals two. Yes, it does. That is proper math. But there is a season and a purpose in our lives that this is not an exact science. It is a walking, seeking, and leaning in from God. What are you saying and wanting to teach me in this hour? Absolutely. So that's, thank you for saying that, Jennifer, because it's a huge point. It is a huge point. And I think it's where the prosperity gospel message is in huge error. And you understand why there was a pendulum swing. Yes. And you know why people are taking vows of poverty and living simply, and and I'm I'm all for living simply. But if, Yeah, just stay out of both ditches and just don't point the finger because you just don't know. You don't see around the corner in someone's life. God does. Excellent. So quickly going to jump over to um, the gospel of Lucas. Luke, let's just quickly go there because here's principles now that I believe would fall into the category where I now have to walk out obedience. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so what does obedience look like today and how do we flesh that out? And then mm-hmm. Jennifer, I want to, I know you've got something you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke what, honey? Sorry. Luke chapter six, okay. verse um, 35. But love your enemies, do good and lend. So lend to people, mm-hmm. hoping for nothing in return and your re- reward will be great and you'll be sons of the most high for he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Mm-hmm. Verse 36, therefore, be merciful just as your father is also merciful. Verse 37, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. So in in Matthew chapter 7, that is an extended version of the Sermon on the Mount. Luke mm-hmm. 6 is a, is a condensed version of the teaching. Uh-huh. And in, in Matthew 7, Matthew highlights, don't judge, and to the measure that you will be judged, uh, that you judge, it will be the measure that's going to be used against you. Here- Which is intense. It's like heavy. Yes. Here, it's flushed out at a greater measure. Mm-hmm. So it's because in here, it has got mercy, judge, and forgive. So mm-hmm. forgive, you'll be forgiven, judge, and then you won't be judged. Don't judge, you won't be judged. And then also to the mercy, you'll be given mercy. Verse 38, give and it will be given to you. Good, de- good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. Mm-hmm. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Hmm. So those four previous points, yeah. the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So this is a principle and i.e., I think it can fall into the category of a command. Hmm. So Jesus is flushing out the commands of God from the Old Testament scriptures in, in the Sermon on the Mount and hmm. in all of his parables and his teaching. He's, so in my opinion, the commands of God are not, are not removed. Right. This is him giving the heart motivation and the place you make your decisions to walk out his commandments, his ways. And so we talk obedience. What does obedience look like? Well, I need to be generous. I need to give. And this to me is just one small example of what we're talking about. So you can't just say, hey, I was obedient in, um, I stayed away from sin. I didn't have lust in my heart. I didn't swear. I didn't, you know, whatever the sins are. I don't care. But 
there's principles also that you've got to apply. Mm -hmm. And so to me, Mm -hmm. generosity, so to the measure that you give, it will be given back to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the principle that we can't ignore these things when we talk about Mm -hmm. God's ways and then the rewards Mm -hmm. of God. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love living by principles so that you understand the why behind the what, Mm. so you can think broader than the three examples given. Yes. And so it's, it's through the aid of the Holy Spirit in us that we can walk according to the ways of Christ. Yes. And, and I love that. That's so good, Dwayne. Um, well, I have some thoughts. Um, it's interesting. I have, I have a perspective on the wealthy that has been burning in me for a few years, not 20 years, but a few years now, just thinking about the pressure it is to have wealth. The, the pressure it is because a, a godly believer who has wealth also knows there's great responsibility. And the difficulty of that responsibility, the burden it is for that responsibility. And um, it's easy when you're on the other side of wealth to look at someone and go, yeah, must be nice. No struggle there. They get to go on vacation. They get to do this. They get to do that. And you don't actually know the full scope of their life, nor do you care. Right. And I think there's, there's a level of indifference that that Christians have shown towards other Christians who have means. And it's not okay. Like, I want there to be a level of compassion and honor. Because for the believer, my goodness, the believer that has resources, every single person that needs money approaches them. Every ministry that needs money approaches Mm -hmm. them. I mean, they go from the small personal newsletter to the big corporate ask, Mm -hmm. and they have to they have to sift all of that. So there's there's extra hours of work in their week to be diligent and responsible and manage what the Lord has given them. And and you know, people without financial means maybe would look at those people and go, well. Yeah, if I had hours, I would actually give my hours to that. Uh-huh. So there is this wrestle, uh-huh. um, and I think your point is that when when you do grow in wealth or you already um, were born into wealth, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's a weighty. It's it's weighty. It's weighty, and it's, and it's a challenge. Yes. and it's not. It doesn't mean that their lives are easy. Uh, easy. Um, yeah, because to me. One, I think money's power. Yeah, absolutely. And and so I can look at it from the lens of as as I know that as my profile, my in days gone by, as my profile and my platform got bigger, mm-hmm. um, and you end up speaking on larger platforms, mm-hmm. there is a, a a holy fear that you guard your heart and understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like God is blessing this. And so thus I gotta walk properly. That's power. Oh, yeah, and it's for sure. and it's I was fearful of it. Yeah. And I think money's the same way. Yes. And it's I mean, I want to read a passage in Ecclesiastes, but another thought I have is there's a level of loneliness there. And even, you know, for you in ministry, there's been a level of loneliness. For sure. When you, especially if you do have a, a larger platform, mm-hmm. you don't know why people really are reaching out. Hundred percent. 
I mean, there's a lot of exchange. You, I'll put you on my platform. You put me on your platform. <clears throat> yep. And there's so much identity associated with proximity to, quote unquote, the man of God. Yep. And it's hard to know who actually wants to know you as a person yes. as opposed to you and the platform you represent. Yes. Now transfer that over to the wealthy. They have those same struggles. Yep. And um, then now take Christ out of it. Mm-hmm. And the, the non-believer who is wealthy, the loneliness must be excruciating. It, is, it has and to be. And so I think of, I love this portion in Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes 2, uh, let's start with verse 9. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep them from. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my reward from all my labor. And then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. I mean, this this per- Solomon had everything, everything, everything his eyes desired, everything he wanted, every whim he could have, everything. I mean... If we had unlimited resources, any 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 time, day or night, you ring a bell, you want a milkshake in the middle of the night, boom, you have a milkshake in the middle of the night. I mean, just on every area of your life, the excess of resources, and then at the end, he looks around and goes, it actually didn't satisfy. Yes. It didn't satisfy. Yes. And so many wealthy are living in an ivory tower alone. Mm-hmm. And we go, must be nice. Yeah. It's not nice. And that's, I think it's, it's that is Solomon's conclusion mm-hmm. that we see, I think, all throughout the New Testament scriptures. Yes. And Jesus in particularly, Jesus and Paul particularly, mm-hmm. emphasizing the pursuit of, mm-hmm. of things. Yes. The pursuit of money to get things. This it, is what it does. This is where you end up. This is where you end up. Yeah. And so that's the difference between pursuing riches and pursuing wealth. Yes. And that's where I really like what we're in this last last podcast in this one is really trying to differentiate the two. Yes. That when I pursue these riches, um, it becomes a snare. It becomes a love and a trust in my possessions. And, and your ability to deliver yourself. And your ability to deliver yourself. And, and Jesus is saying, these are all temporal things. Yes. And you've missed the point of the gospel, and you're now trying to build an earthly kingdom. I encourage you to build an, an eternal, in eternity. And so it's a love of money is the yes. issue, the pursuit of money. Um, say la. Say la. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, <clears throat> work the muscle, mm-hmm. press through on this topic. Yeah. And and I believe that the, the principles of God, they apply everywhere Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter if you are in uh cuba or if you're in saudi arabia Mm -hmm. (laughs) the -hmm. principles all they all apply Mm -hmm. and so i i i seek to obedient to be obedient and in that i will walk out his principles Mm -hmm. i will see the reward 
the mm-hmm. blessing of doing things God's way. Mm-hmm. And to the to the wealthy believer, I just want to say I am so sorry that the body of Christ often has made you feel used. That is that's a terrible place to be and to feel and when relationships were lost, when the giving dried up, I'm really sorry that many people have walked through that. Yeah. Really. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Bless you as you heal from the wounds of the body. May the, may the hands of the body heal the wounds that the body inflicted upon you. Bless you. Amen. God bless. And uh, until next time, ciao, 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 ciao. <laughs> ciao.